0: Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. For Brent, what are you listening to? <laughs> what? What are you listening to? No, no,
1: no, I heard the question, but really, you don't you don't know this song? No, I I've never heard this. <laughs> oh man. It's the Flintstones <laughs> anniversary song. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's like my second favorite Flintstones song, next only to Pebbles and Bam-Bam's classic version of Open Up Your Heart and Let the Sunshine In. Of course you know the bedrock twitch coming in strong in third place oh of course well i didn't
0: know that anybody on the planet had a list of their favorite flintstone songs i'm partial to the jetson's eep op orc Ah uh-uh myself but i don't think that fits today's theme oh damn
1: that is a good song that oh, opening right. right george going all buddy rich on the skins Ah, oh, so good <laughs>
0: One hour took my baby for a ride in space. But, um, we digress. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary.
1: Back on January 23rd, 2015, Nick and I uploaded the first three episodes of Where There's Smoke. Now, for observant followers of the Gregorian calendar, that day is just a bit over one year ago. And so this is our one-year anniversary. And in that year since we launched the show, we've been through a crazy amount of topics, interviews, personal experiences, we've both moved across countries, we've gotten older. I mean, basically, life happened.
0: I remember way, way back when we started, Brett, and we were talking about how long we could possibly do this show, and you said something like, I figure that we'll give it a year, and if no one's interested in what we have
1: to say after that, then we know that we should just stop. I remember. And it seems, I mean, at least so far, that there are those who, as they say, are picking up what we're putting down. Does anybody really say that, Brett? Well, with all this in mind, Nick and I have been planning on doing some sort of anniversary show for months now. I mean, we batted around a ton of ideas about the show's concept, themes, but everything just felt like a rehash of previous episodes.
0: Right. And as we sat around and tried to figure out what to talk about for today's show, we kept coming back to one thought. And it's an important one. We don't have to make this show. Literally, we could stop at any time. It's a ton of work and it's exhausting and it's hard. But even with all of these
1: obstacles, we haven't stopped. And that got us to think about some of the reasons that cause people to stop, and some of the reasons why people keep going. So we're gonna explore those two ideas today.
0: Yes, I'm gonna start with a segment on one of the reasons that we stop, and Brett being the eternal optimist, We'll talk about why we
1: keep going. Sounds great.
0: Fred. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. (sighs) Really again?
1: What can I tell you? I think they get paid by the note or something.
2: Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy
1: anniversary. Welcome to Where There's Smoke, the show where we explore self-development through the lens of current events, pop culture, and experience. This week, in celebration of the show's first birthday, we explore work. We talk about one idea that can cause us to stop and all the reasons we keep going. Also, we ask for your feedback on year one, and of course, share some digs. My name is Brett Geida. His name is Nick Jaworski. Let's start the show.
0: The following is a list of things that I've started, but never finished. Here we go. Training for that 10K, journaling, 8 million books, soundproofing my studio, that leftover soup in the fridge, high school, my new healthy diet, that podcast pilot I was working on, conversations I've never had with people, learning a killer ramen recipe, going to church sometimes, getting out more, volunteering more, volunteering at all. To be more accurate, some of those things are things I've started and not finished. I know those are things I never got past talking about starting. Each to-do that's left on the list has its own unique reasons for being left unfinished, and no single segment of a podcast is going to fully address all of the reasons that we accomplish less than we want. I'm not gonna pretend that we have all the answers. However, having said all of that, when we were talking about making a show like Weather of Smoke, there's really one big obstacle that Brett and I had to face early on, and it's something that almost everybody in a creative field has to grapple with when they get started.
2: Nobody uh, tells people who are beginners. And I really wish somebody had told this to me. And all of us who do creative work, like, you know, we get into it. And we get into it because we have good taste. And you get into this thing that that I don't even know how to describe, but it's like there's a gap.
0: Most podcast listeners probably recognize that voice. That's Ira Glass, host of the granddaddy of podcasts, This American Life, and perhaps better known as the guy who says...
2: Previously on Serial.
0: This audio is from an interview he did with the now defunct Current TV channel. Listen carefully to the gap that Ira describes.
2: And you get into this thing that, that I don't even know how to describe, but it's like there's a gap that for the first couple years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good, okay? It's not that great. It's it's really not that great. A lot of people never get past that phase. A lot of people at that point, they quit. M- most everybody I know who does interesting creative work, they went through a phase of years but we knew like, It didn't have this special thing that we wanted it to have. And the thing I would say to you is, everybody goes through that.
0: Okay, so let's break this down. Let's say you want to make something. It could be anything. You want to write a story or make a video or write some ad copy or want to run a marathon. Don't forget this can be about anything. But for the purposes of this illustration, let's just say that you want to make a podcast. You know, just purely hypothetical. The reason that you've decided that you want to make a podcast is because you love podcasts so much. You've grown up listening to This American Life. It's implanted within your very bones. You also grew up listening to great interviewers like Terry Gross on Fresh Air. Later, it would be shows like Radiolab and On The Media that just wrinkled your brain and kept you coming back for more.
2: Wow, you just wrinkled my
0: brain, man. So you decide that you're going to make a podcast. You know how they sound, you know what makes a good one, you're a true believer in the medium, you even have the right set of writing and audio skills. So you make some plans, interview some people, edit some audio, and then you finish it. Good for you. However, when you listen back to the finished product, it's not great. In fact, you think it's bad. But the catch is that it's your deep understanding of the medium of podcasting that makes it so obvious to you that it's terrible. The difference between what you know is good and what you can actually create at this moment. That's the gap. That's the gap. That's the gap.
2: It's trying to be good. It has ambition to be good, but it's not quite that good. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, your, your taste is still killer. And your taste is good enough that you can tell that what you're making is kind of a disappointment to you, you know what I mean?
0: But this is one of the most dangerous moments for anybody who is trying to make something. You have a passion, but you don't quite have the skills. You love a specific medium, but you don't love your ability to make it happen. So what comes next? You quit. You quit because you think you're not good enough. You quit because nobody would ever want to listen to this garbage. You quit because your image of yourself is of someone who is capable of doing this, and the hit to your self image is just too much to bear. But there's a couple of things to remember. First, it's probably not that bad. Remember, you are your toughest critic. On top of that, most people don't have the same high standards for this thing that you do. They'll probably think it's fine. And second, you can and probably will get better. The secret is that, you know, just don't
1: quit. You know, Nick, when we started talking about this episode and thinking about the gap and us still making the show a year later, I found myself thinking about something a friend of mine shared with me about eight years ago. Her name is Stephanie Ann Saunders and she's an actress. We met in San Francisco. We were actually in a play together. And after she graduated from ACT's acting program, she moved to LA to pursue a career in acting. She had been there maybe a year and I was in town, we met up for a coffee, we were chatting about life, failures, successes, and she shared with me this simple piece of advice given to her by someone in LA. And it's something that I have proceeded to share with thousands of people since then. I mention it all the time in conversations, in trainings, in talks, and it's become one of my mantras. So I called her this past week because I knew I was gonna mention it in the show, and I thought, well, why not have her share it? But Truthfully, as much as these words impacted me, and I've been sharing them ever since, I wasn't sure if she'd remember. We'd never talked about it. Is that you said that you met this guy, and this guy said to you, you know, do you want to know the secret of making it in L.A.? Or kind of making it as an actor? I don't know if it was making it as an actor or just making it in L.A.? And of course, Uh you being someone who just moved to L.A., said, yeah, sure, I'd love to know the secret. And then he told you. (laughs) So, and you told me. I think I know what it is. Okay, so tell me if you know what it is. Don't leave. That's right! See, you do remember. (laughs) You do remember. (laughs) So clearly she did remember. And she was thrilled that the phrase stayed with me all these years. And grateful to be reminded of it again herself to have those words and that idea brought back to the forefront of her consciousness.
0: (laughs) Don't leave, show up. Don't leave, don't flake, don't ghost,
1: don't disappear. Show up, show up and show up again, and again, and again, and again.
0: Yes, this is exactly what Ira Glass says about how to bridge that gap. Don't leave, don't quit, And yes, life is always more complicated than we hoped for, but there's no magic ingredient, no special sauce here. If you wanna get better, just keep doing it.
2: A lot. If you're just getting out of that phase, if you're just starting off and you're entering into that phase, you gotta know it's totally normal and the most important possible thing you could do is do a lot of work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month you know you're going to finish one story. You know what I mean? Whatever it's going to be, like you create the deadline. It's best if you have somebody who's waiting for work for you, somebody who's expecting it from you, even if it's not somebody who pays you, but that you're in a situation where you have to turn out the work because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you're actually going to ca- catch up and close that gap. And your the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions.
1: Hey, everyone, this is Brett. And this is Nick. So we are here doing something we haven't done in ages, Nick.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time.
1: <laughs> a mid-roll, Woo! a mid-roll. We love mid-rolls. So it's been a long time just because of the nature of the show, but we had a, an opportunity to do one today. And and really what we wanted to do today, guys, was just uh, you know put an ask out. You know, those of you probably heard our asking episode. Um, so when we launched that asking episode, we launched a Patreon campaign. And the reality is we didn't really launch a Patreon campaign. We kind of launched a Patreon page. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because, you know, we've been pretty busy. So we put it out there. We've been mentioning it in the show, but we really haven't done a campaign, so to speak. And that's what we're going to do really throughout into February and through February is we're going to do a month-long campaign to really ask you guys for your support because, you know, what what we're trying to do and what we explain in the asking show is Just trying to get to a point where we can start to say no to some other things in our professional lives so we can put more time into this show.
0: Yeah, we're just looking for just a little help from all of you out there. I mean, we've got, I mean, I think, Brett, we can honestly say that, like, I'm sort of shocked how many listeners we have sometimes. (laughs) Like, who is listening to us? That's crazy. And we would love, and I know it's difficult, and we had a show about asking, Uh, But recently, we started asking individuals who've been reaching out to us via Facebook and Twitter and email and found that when we ask directly, people are very happy to give to the show. So we're asking you if you could go to supportwts.com and give $3, $5, and of course, as they always say, everybody... Took care of that we would be done we'd be we wouldn't have to ask anymore
1: yeah that's it and i, and I always just think about it you know i've been giving to radio lab for years i know you've, I, you've given to this american life we've all you know donated money and given to different things it's just about value right i've had a lot of people we had people write to us that have told us that you know they're giving up a starbucks latte to give us five bucks a month right and you know mm-hmm. it, it's that i think that's what it's about it's like hey like Whatever you spend five bucks on, let's say it's five bucks or 20 bucks a month or whatever it is, do you feel that, you know, this show, listening to this show and what you get out of this show in this community, does it give you five dollars worth of value a month? And if it does, you know, would you consider, you know, giving that to the to the cause, so to speak?
0: Well, we would be very, very appreciative. So we're going to keep doing this all month. Of course, the website is supportwts.com. And uh, yeah, let us know uh, how we're helping out and why you find value in the show. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see you there. Awesome.
1: I knew the moment we decided to do an anniversary episode that I wanted to include that Flintstones clip. As I said, it is one of my all-time favorite ditties, and often I text or email it to friends of mine on their anniversaries as my way of saying congrats. So congrats to where there is smoke in this case. Happy one year anniversary to the show. One thing I do want to emphasize, though, is that this show is a lot of work. Like, a ton of work. And I think that's awesome. Over the last year, I've talked to Nick about doing an episode where we would take or debunk phrases that are often used in business that I just think are BS. For example, one of these is, it's not personal, it's business. It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. (laughs) What? I mean, what does that mean? Does that idea have any value outside of just the need to be selfish? Besides, business is personal. Just ask Michael Scott. It wasn't personal. Business is always personal. It's the most personal thing in the world. Another one of my favorites is, when you love what you do, it's not work. What a load of sh-
2: She's out of our head! It,
1: now, there are various versions of this saying it's not work, it's fun, or you won't even feel like you're working. You know, people who say this to you are often just trying to sell you on the idea that this will be easy, no stress, or won't require you to break a sweat. But let's be honest. How many jobs or careers are truly stress-free or easy? And even if you could name some, are they really that rewarding? So what is work? I imagine that people who say, when you love what you do, it's not work, they are referring to work as its dictionary definition. A mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. So are they saying that there will be no effort? Or it won't feel like effort? If it's the former, well, hopefully we can all agree that nothing of any value or meaning has been created without any effort. And if it's the latter, why would you even want that? At the end of the day, you're not just looking to accomplish something, Aren't you looking to feel like you've accomplished something? In our experience episode, Bassam Tarazi and I talked about how when people achieve things in life, it is often the struggle, the hardships that they look back on as the best part.
0: Like your life isn't the top of the mountain. That Instagram photo I put up of me on top of Kilimanjaro, that wasn't my experience at Kilimanjaro. Getting to the base of the mountain, yeah. Getting in, oh my God, it's amazing. No, it was days two, three, four, five, and six that sucked. That were hard. That that I wanted to quit. Yeah, I think it's, I think the, the, I think of getting to the summit a lot. But most of my memories is is the trudge. You know, is oh man, remember getting over that peak? Man, remember that night when I wanted to quit? Oh man, remember that morning when I couldn't sleep?
1: In 2015, English poet David White released a book called Consolations, the solace, nourishment, and underlying meaning of everyday words. In it, he explores 52 words, words like alone, courage, genius, unconditional, and ambition. Brain Pickings' Maria Popova says that Consolations is an alternative dictionary, inviting us to befriend words in their most dimensional sense by reawakening to the deeper, and often counterintuitive meanings. The last word that David White talks about in his book is work. Now, we don't usually read whole paragraphs on this show, but I don't know if it can be said any better than this. He writes, Work, among all its abstracts, is actually intimacy. The place where the self meets the world. Work is intimacy and discovery even through the boredom, even through the imprisoning necessities of toiling for another, even through the traumas of rejection and dissatisfaction, even through being badly recompensed. Distance and dissatisfaction in our work is only the inverse measure and mirrored representation of the ancient and heartfelt human need to be needed, to be seen, to give something to another, to come alive through our contribution to the visible world, through finding something interesting in our work, something a little more rewarding, a little more satisfying, and perhaps even intriguing and mysterious, and something especially we want to make somehow completely our own, whether we work for ourselves or for another. Now in that, I am sure you will hear your own elements of truth, I hear some of the gap Nick shared earlier. I hear that work is an intimate relationship, that it is driven by a need, and that it belongs to each of us individually, as well as being a shared experience. I am proud to say that where there's smoke is the product of a shitload of work. And it is definitely an intimate relationship. Many relationships, actually. Not just the relationship that Nick and I share, but the ones that we share with all of you. Early on in our first year, the phrase we're all in this together became a sort of unofficial motto for the show. And the work we do does not exist without you, because you are a part of it. Here is David White again, this time reciting his own words from a poem called Working Together. We shape ourselves to fit this world, and by the world are shaped again. The visible and the invisible, working together in common cause to produce the miraculous. And as I look at where we are right now in our journey, I do believe that this is a moment to celebrate, to acknowledge what we have done. We have not quit. And since January 2015, Nick and I can point to an endless list of things that we've started and not finished, both as individuals and a team. But this one thing, this show, it's still here. So we deserve to take a few seconds to high five each other. Well, actually, in our case, it would probably be a fist bump. But then we have to get back to work because there is so much work to do. Nick mentioned it near the top of the show, but very early in the run of WTS, I said to him that we would do the show for a year before we would even evaluate how it's going and what we would do next. And I'm happy to say that after all this time, we're still inspired by the work. Yes, the work. So I wanted to take this moment on behalf of Nick and I to thank all of you for helping us to produce the miraculous, as David White said. And I say that not to give an elevated label to our work, but to say with a smile that some weeks, it feels like a miracle that we get the show out. It's a miracle. And in those moments, what keeps us going is you. So we raise a glass to you for doing your work to helping us make this show. We also raise a glass to you for all the work you do day in and day out, even when it's hard, and even when there's no one there to say good job. Because it's not the accolades or the money that have meaning. Just look at a teacher, a mother, a nurse. It's the work and the relationships that matter. So let's pat ourselves on the back, take a well-deserved rest, reflect, be positive, and then let's get back to work. We put out an email and some social media posts a week or so ago asking you for your thoughts on our first year, and we would love to hear from you if you will take a few minutes to email us. If so, we're going to ask you to send an email to connect at with your responses to some of or all of these questions. Number one, what was your favorite WTS moment from our first year? It might be the funniest, it might be the most impactful, whatever, just your favorite from a show. Number two, in the first year of our show, what is the best advice or insight you received from a guest? And number three, what is your favorite episode and why? And then optional, if it's true for you, has an episode of Where There's Smoke or maybe the show as a whole positively impacted your life? And if it has, please share with us how. If you can respond to these in the next few weeks, sometime in February, we are gonna share some of these on the show, also on social media and in an email. So again, you will email your answers to connect at smoke.co. And also, if there are any topics that you'd like us to cover in year two, or any people you'd love to hear us interview and integrate into the show, please let us know that too. We would love to make the episode that you wanna hear, okay? Again, number one, your favorite WTS moment from the year. Number two, best advice, insight you received from a guest. Number three, your favorite episode and why. And optional, has an episode of Where There's Smoke or the show as a whole positively impacted your life? And if so, share with us how. Thanks.
0: Okay, everybody, and welcome to everybody's favorite segment, as we know, that's basically canon at this point for the show. And uh, this is, of course, WTS Digs, and this is the segment every week where Brett and I share with you the kinds of things that we're listening to and liking and loving, and we want to share with you. So that's pretty simple. And Brett, what are you digging this week?
1: Okay, well, before I say my dig, Nick, I feel like I should put a precursor that it's, what what is that acronym? NSFW, right? Oh, Not nice suitable for work, for work right? Um, so there's there's some some language in this dig, but it's 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 well. Let me tell you what it is, and then then. So my dig this week is a podcast, which is maybe my favorite new podcast. Though I will preface this by saying that it might wear thin after after a while, but right now it is cracking me up, and it is called "My Dad Wrote a Porno." Mm. <laughs> now, yes, I know. I know. A little shocking. Um, so this is a podcast out of the UK, actually. It's a guy named Jamie Morton and his dad, genuinely, his dad is like 62 years old and he genuinely wrote an erotic novella <laughs> called Blinda Blinks. And uh, it's, I say it's not suitable for work, but really when you hear this, I mean, there's definitely obviously sexual content in it. But the language is actually more like a 62-year-old teaching you a sex ed class in high school and trying to make it <laughs> sexy. It's, it's, so it's more clinical almost than it's sexual. But uh, you know, every female body part and male body part is described by their proper biological names. But uh, here's the thing about this podcast, Nick. So we, I've talked before about laughing out loud on planes, right, when I watch like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I listened to the first three episodes of this flying to Vancouver. I was literally keeled over laughing out loud. People were looking at me like, what is your problem? I've shared this with a handful of people. I'll read a couple of tweets. My dad wrote a porno is the funniest thing I ever heard. One of my friends wrote me. Another one of my friends wrote, my dad wrote a porno, OMG, laughing out loud in public places, it is ridiculous. My other friend wrote, uh, she tweeted about it. Thanks for the wreck bread. I laughed the entire eight hours driving from San Francisco to Bend. So, you know, it's probably not for everybody. You'll find out if it's for you. But for those people who find it funny, oh my god, this thing is like bust a gut, work your stomach muscles funny. So my dig is a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think it's the first time we've said the word porn or
1: porno on this I show. I believe so. one is, year in. That we is did true. It. That is true. So <laughs> uh, so with that, let's see if we can bring this down to PG thirteen. Maybe, who knows? I don't know what you're gonna say. But uh, what is your dig of the week, Nick? Well, um, my dig is
0: actually more of a request and what I'm, I've been sitting around and of course I edit a lot and I'm trying to get outside more and, and be more active and I'm noticing that when I'm outside, I actually don't want to listen to as many podcasts, of course, because I spend my entire day listening to podcasts and editing them. So what I decided was I needed some new music and a bunch of years ago, I did this thing on my old music ed blog where I just emptied off my old iPod and I just had people tell me what I should put on it and I only listen to their recommendations. I call it the Empty iPod Project. So this time, I don't have an iPod anymore. I do, it's actually sitting right here, but it's way dead. (laughs) And uh, I have my iPhone, and I'm gonna do something called the Empty iPhone Project, and really what I want is I want listeners to tweet at me and just tell me what I should listen to. So, and I will listen to it, I'll listen to all of it because I'm just listening to the same stuff. You know how we get in those ruts, but right? yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how that goes. So that's what I'm gonna do. And then if we get enough, I'll put them together on a Spotify playlist and we can all just check out what we're listening to. So um, go ahead and tweet me. I'm at podcast monster and just put hashtag empty iPhone and just tell me like what album, what artist you're listening to. Uh, I just need to hear some new stuff. I remember the first time I did this, I found an artist called the Tallest Man on Earth, uh, which is just great. So you, can you know, check I him just out. I saw him
1: live yeah, about. Did you really? Yeah, about two months ago. I loved him. Oh, he's, fantastic. Oh, he's
0: got and he's got the song called Wild Hunt, which is like my jam.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so anyway, tweet at me. T- like if you want to make someone listen to your music now is the time
1: (laughs) this could get get very interesting you're gonna be listening (laughs) to like indie garage bands from like oregon or something who knows what you'll be listening to but it'll be well
0: i'll 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 check it out so yeah tweet at me at podcast hashtag empty iphone and uh yeah looking forward to hearing it
1: cool and as always we would love to hear what you're digging i gotta say honestly people tell us they love wts digs but almost no one tweets us what they're digging so let's mm. take it the next step. You love our digs, we really want to hear yours. So tweet us, hit us up on Facebook, whatever. Let us know what you're digging. We'll share it with our audience. Let's, let's share cool stuff. So uh, that's it, man. Thanks. I almost said thanks and I just stopped myself. I <laughs> <and> was like, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Big thanks to my friend Stephanie Ann Saunders for hopping on the phone with me last minute and sharing a fun moment of memory. Steph is a talented actress and a great human being. You can find her on Facebook, IMDB, and her website is stephanieannsaunders.com. On all three of those, look for Stephanie Ann Saunders. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-A-N-N-S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S. FANA Podcast released the first episode of their podcast this past week, and episode number one is a he said, she said review of WTS's creativity episode. Spoiler alert, they loved it, so check that out. All right, let's do some shout outs. On Twitter, we are at ExploreWTS. We got a lot of great love there this week. Thank you to Ray Rivera, at Todd Whees, Maria Santola, at SFJ, at Chelsea G. Summers, the Podcast Digest, Casabas Orvath, at Taze the MVP, Victor Kuna, and James Barraford. Through our Facebook page, we got two very moving notes from Melissa Jean Guerrero and Kathleen Kate Mesh. Thank you both for taking the time to write. You made our day. Please drop us a message on Facebook or through email at connect at smoke.co. We'd love to hear from you. iTunes reviews, we are back in the black. Thank you. Nikki G said, when I listen in the morning, it puts me in a great mood to start my day. Joseph Rigadonzo called WTS a more consistent version of Radiolab. Tanel Japanin said, awesome. Alf Herikstad wrote, riveting. Michael Young proclaimed, easily my favorite podcast at the moment. And Logan in Oakland said, love you guys. Also great reviews by Julian M888, Brandon TBM, Chalker24, and Nuzzy1 from Australia. If you appreciate what we're doing and haven't written a review for the show, please head over to iTunes and write one. It is a huge visibility boost for us and helps other people find this adventure we are all on. If you are interested in having me, Brett, come speak at an event or do a training with your team, please email me, brett, at smoke.co. And for help making your podcast sound awesome, check out Nick's company at podcastmonster.com. Where There's Smoke was conceived, carried to term, birthed, nursed, fed, clothed, loved, supported, cuddled, coddled, burped, changed, nurtured, and raised to its first birthday by me, Brett Gaida, and Nick Jaworski. The theme song was written and recorded by Des McKinney and remixed by Nick Jaworski. Speaking of Nick, hey Nick, what other musical artists were featured in this show?
0: All right, let's see. This week we had music from Lee Rosevere, The Insider, Anitek, Pottington Bear, me, Blue Dot Sessions, Kevin MacLeod, Kai Engel, Jazar. And of course, music from both the Jetsons and the Flintstones. I think they're finally gone.
1: To join our mailing list on your phone, text the word "smoke" to six six eight six six, or go to our website smoke.co. While you are there, you can also leave a voicemail, feedback, ideas, whatever. And finally, as we wrap up this anniversary episode, I find myself reflecting Happy on something I wa- want. Well, Happy no, hey, no,
0: Happy no, enough anniversary we now state emphatically it's happy anniversary not another day could be a happy anniversary oh oh, oh. happy anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary happy 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 anniversary all right knock it
1: off i think that might actually be it Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. Yo. SSES What up? Secret Society at the end of the show. This is like becoming a thing, man, but like so many people still have no idea it's happening. It's like it's like the beach bit after dark. <laughs> It's nothing like that. Okay, so here's the deal. It's our anniversary, right? So we want to cheers you. So cheers us online, okay? You can do it through Facebook or Twitter. Just use one of those little emojis. Like there's a beer glass. There's a wine glass. There's like a coffee cup. And you could even cheers us with soup. I mean, that would be dope, cheersing us with soup. Just cheers us, okay? We'll cheers you back. Right on. Cheers.